0: You guys, a little bit more awake. Uh, just find like two people, three people near you, just really near you. Don't go around the room. I'm talking to you, and you stay sat down. Don't stand up. Okay. Right. And, um, and just high five them and say, Cross the line. Cross the line. That's it. Amen. Cross the line. That's it. Amen. Right. Back. Cross the line, amen. Okay, all right. Verse twelve. Let's get there quick. Cross the line. No one knows what they just were saying. You don't know anything, do you? You're like, what have I just done? What have I told them? What have I done? It's all right. You're going to be fine. Okay. So, uh, verse twelve. It says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such As is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you will be you may be able to bear it. Okay, we're gonna have a part one and a part two to this message um, today. Okay, and um, and to break this passage into two parts or to 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 two different explanations um, for this scripture, two significant things. The first will center around temptation, and the second will um, factor around the statement more than you can handle. We're going to look at both. I believe that today, this message is going to set some people free, change um, some people's lives regarding understanding temptation and sin. Okay, I'm going to read it again. Therefore, let him... Who thinks he stands, take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Okay, this passage says God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. I'm just going to let you give, give you an opportunity right now. Because once you hear this, you can't unhear it. So if you hear this, then you've heard it, then you know it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No, you're right. If you need to leave, now leave. Okay, good. Right. That means, okay, so God says that we cannot be tempted beyond what we are able, okay? That means... We can all say no. Should I just stop there and let you feel condemned for the rest of the week? Okay. That means that we can all say no. We cannot say the devil made me do it. We cannot say, "Well, if God didn't want me to do it, He wouldn't have like made the, He would have got me out of it." When temptation is presented to us, no matter how appealing it is, God has given you the power to say no. It doesn't say it's easy. Yeah, it doesn't say easy. It doesn't say. Oh, it's easy to walk away. It doesn't say that. It just says that God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to say no to. Because otherwise that wouldn't be fair, would it? If you really think about it. If we are, if there is stuff out there that's going to cause us to just fall because we cannot, we can't deal with it. We can't handle it. Then then it's not not fair. God has said, no, I'm not going to put anything in your path that you can't say no to. How about we maybe change the way we think and see when it comes to sin and temptation? They're two different things. You know this? Anyone felt guilty because they were tempted? Yeah, that's the enemy's, one of the greatest weapons of the enemy. He's made you think that you've already sinned by tempting you, so you go all in. When you should just be like, no, I haven't done anything yet. It, the, the picture's been presented to me or the thought has come in my mind or, or, or somebody has said something but I haven't said yes to it yet. But the enemy has actually convinced you like, oh, that's it, you're in. You've seen the image now. It's like, well, I didn't put it there. It, that's, what, that's what came. That's that, that TV advert that maybe starts something, whatever. It's what you do next. It's what you do next. Temptation. There's a, I'm going to read a scripture about that in a minute. But temptation is not sin. It's what we do with the temptation. And this scripture says that we can say no. So you can't be a victim. None of us, not one person in this room. You might have a more horrific background than anyone else. But you cannot be a victim. Because you said yes. You just said yes to something you could have said no to. Even those that are in the most hardest of addictions said yes to something that wasn't an addiction at the time. You just opened the door. Yeah, I think I'll start drinking. Then you're taking drugs. But you said yes here, and then you said, oh, why not more? Oh, that, you know, I'll go all in. Oh, that's good. That's fun. I'll put it on my tongue. Okay, that sounds good. And we move and we move and we move. But we said yes at something that didn't seem to have much power over us at the time. We thought it was just normal. It might even be casual. It might just be within society. But it's when we keep saying yes. And there's some brothers and sisters in this place that have had horrific um, backgrounds regarding addiction. But they'll be the first to tell you that they just said yes at some point. It was so hard to say no when they got to the point where it was so tough. But they could have said no way earlier. Drugs, it can be offered to you, but you have the power to say no. No? Amen? You can have the offer to get drunk. You know, maybe you've gone out, you've had a drink or whatever with someone, and someone said do you want another? You know your limit. You know where your limit is. Yeah? And you're like, "Mm, yeah, okay. The offer to get drunk, you have the power to say No? We're about to have a one-night stand. You have the power to say no? Yeah. We're about to hook up on a website that's actually really set up as a service to pimp you out. Can you say no by not going on it? Yeah. I'm just saying. Let's be real. Some people join these websites because they know what they're going to get at the end of it, yeah? Let's just dress it up in what it is, but do you need to click on it? Do you need to fill out your details and your credit card details? There's a lot you've got to do. Before we actually click that you join the group, yeah? I, so someone told me. Okay, so... <laughs> I just realised that you like, well, oh, I know a lot about this. There's a lot you got to do, guys. All right, okay. Whew, has it got higher than <laughs> hey, man, let's just, uh, let's just finish there, right? <laughs> What about the temptation to post how you are feeling on social media? You know that when you're like, I'm just gonna let everyone know everything. The temptation is there, but once you put it there, the consequences can come, yeah? I mean, who wants to to do it? I wanna do it all the time. Do you ever see somebody's post, and you're just like, I just wanna, I just wanna like social media punch them right now, yeah? And you gotta be like, the temptation is there, but what you do next, Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Click the link to the website you shouldn't. You can say no. Not open the fridge. (laughs) Just making, just being real. You know when your limit is. Maybe you've eaten what you should have done for that day. Yeah? (laughs) And you you know that you got to be real here. I have to diet with the Holy Spirit, all right? The Holy Spirit convicts me. Sometimes I ignore the Holy Spirit. Okay, I might be eating and he'd be like, I told you not to open the fridge. Yeah? Is anyone else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just be real. Just because you haven't got temptations or struggles with pornography or drugs. Yeah, let's just be real. We can say no. It might be something else. We're not, no one here is better than anyone else. We've all got our stuff. We've all got our temptations, yeah? Let's be real. Stealing your husband's chocolate that he hid on the top shelf of the cupboard. You can say no. Talking to you over there. I don't know how she does it, do not matter where I hide it. You can say no. Not signing up to that loan or credit card that you don't need, but it's just to spend more money, yeah? You can say no. It's the consequences that come after, isn't it? Debt. Yeah? What about you're drawn by sex or lust into a relationship that actually is abusive, but it's the sin that you need that keeps you in the place you shouldn't? You can say no. You just choose to say yes. What about your attempt to take that anger and turn it into action? Yeah? Being angry is part of life, yeah? We can get angry. We can see something. We can get angry. Someone can push a button. You can get angry. It's the action that becomes the sin. What we do with it, yeah? We can say no. What about temptation to trade in church life for pub life? You can say no. This is what this passage means. There is nothing that comes at you. Nothing. That God has not been able to give you the power to say no to nothing. So when you're sat there saying, I wouldn't eat, but I just got to eat. It's just a choice to say, I I just, I have a problem and I need food. (laughs) The funny thing is, even though everyone's laughing, that's probably the biggest addiction in this church. (laughs) Everyone's like, amen, amen. Yes, sister, I'm with you, brother. Yep but it's cool because we traded in drugs and then we came to church and everyone makes cakes. (laughs) This is a dangerous place. (laughs) Amen. The Bible tells us that when we sin, um, we sin having made the choice to say, when we had the choice to say, no, we sinned having had that choice not to. We've... We've never been doing anything we shouldn't do because it was beyond our control. We were always had a choice. We always had an element of choice within it. The Bible tells you no matter how much I want to blame the sin I'm in or the circumstances I'm in on someone else, the only reason I am where I am right now is because of me. It's your sin that you're in because you said yes to temptation. No temptation you face is greater than the power you have to refuse it. I told you you don't want to hear it because we're all tempted, yeah? It's never going to stop, but the reality of it is when we say yes and then we say, oh, the devil made me do it. It was just too powerful. It's not true. You just wanted to do it, but you have the power to say no. This challenged me greatly. When I read this properly, I was like, man, this has challenged me greatly it challenged me massively because next time I'm tempted I have to get into the mindset like I'm here right now being tempted whatever it might be and I'm going to make a decision in that moment am I going to say yes to something I can say no to and then if I'm in the sin I am there by my own From my own making, for me doing it myself. No one else made me do it. No one else got me there but me. Maybe, and I pray it does, knowing this might help you to say no way more, knowing you can't blame it on anything and anyone else. James 1 verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved. Oh, got a, got a partner. Just wandering around, checking out. Yay. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. No one can say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. Just what I've been telling you. Temptation's not the issue, it's when we say yes and then it births into sin. And sin kills. Turn to the person next to you and say sin kills. You have the power to say no and walk away. Turn to the person next to you say, Say no. Amen. Walk away, walk away. Today. today. Turn to the person on the other side and say, Say no. Say no. Walk, away walk away today. today. Amen. 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 Part two. Let's read it again, the passage before. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you will be able to bear it. Okay, so this same scripture is used to say this quote. God will not give you any more than you can handle. Has anyone heard it? If you say this statement, stop saying it. If you hear anyone say this statement, correct them. It's not a true statement. We've just read what what the passage is actually about. God would not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But God most definitely, most definitely gives you more than you can handle. And I'll explain why. It's not a true st- statement, and it's warping of Scripture. And I pray that you will get hold of this today, because if you've ever been told that God will not give you more than you can handle, then you've probably lived in a place of condemnation. It's not biblical, nor is reality of our faith. It's not reality to believe such things. it will create condemnation and it creates condemnation of the highest order. If someone's in a situation that they cannot handle and are made to believe that they have failed, that they have fallen, that they should have mustered up more power or more strength from somewhere over that which they couldn't handle, how much condemnation does that bring to someone? This statement is a dangerous statement. It's not a biblical statement. There's a difference with facing temptation and knowing you can say no, because God hasn't tempted you more than you are able than to get people believing that what you're going through is, is, is you can handle it. It's going to be fine. There's a line. Let me show you some situations in the Bible where God most definitely gave people way more than they can handle. Daniel. Now, I've, I've checked. I had a little skim through. I can't see that he was a lion tamer by career choice. Has anyone else seen that? I don't know. Maybe if you go into the deep archives. He sat in a den of lions. Lions that were bred to eat people. Who had eaten people. Daniel went into a situation which was beyond what he could handle. One. This is One. His mates, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were thrown into a furnace that was so hot that the guards that were guarding it died. They were put in a situation that was way beyond what they could handle. David faced a giant who killed people for a living, and he faced him with a sling and stones. This was beyond what David could handle. Moses was called to lead almost a million people to safety. It was beyond his ability, his confidence. He struggled to speak, and he feared people greatly. This was way beyond what he could handle. There's this dude called Ezekiel, right? And he was a prophet, and he had to lie on his side to pray for the people of God for 390 days on one side. And then he had to turn onto the other side for 40 days. Has anyone ever fallen asleep on the sofa for one hour? <laughs> Woke up with a crick neck and pins and needles going down all down their side. Do you think maybe Ezekiel was in a situation that was beyond what he could handle? We can't handle an hour on the sofa. All these people had to cross a line. High five, there's not very many people over here. High five, like three people, okay, and just say, cross the line. I was gonna say five people, but <laughs> cross the line. <laughs> cross the line. This is, this is going to be a really important message for people today. One, so we stop telling people that, they, that God won't give them more than they can handle. That's got to go out the window. It has to go in the bin, okay? So if you say those things, just, just repent before God and throw it in the bin, all right? No one's going to come up to you and say, did you say it? How many times did you say it? Right, we're going to have to, okay? Just, just stop saying it because it's a false statement. God will not allow you to be tempted more than you can able, you are able. That's the true statement. That's what the Bible says. But I know there are people in this room, and I'm one of them, that God has given me way more than I'm able to handle. Am I meant to live in condemnation because God's apparently not going to give me more than I can handle? He's going to say, no, you're going to be all right. You're going to be able to get through it because you've got the power. It has to shift and it has to change. So Hebrews 11 verse 6. I'm going to read through these really quick so you're not going to be able to keep up with me. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord of all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Mark 9, 23, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible for one who believes. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. James 1 verse 2 says this, my brethren, can it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience and perseverance. If we are not meant to have more than we can handle, then why is it? All the people who God uses, he takes them to a place where they need to call on God. Moses cannot cross the Red Sea. He can't. No matter what you want, there's, there's a bad uh, doctrine going around that says that we've got the power. No, he is the power in us. Is a difference. I have nothing. I have no power. If I'm stood in front of a sea with a million people behind me, I have no credentials to walk through that. I need God to show up. If I'm sat in a place with a bunch of lions that are bred to eat me, I have no power to stop that from happening. None. Daniel cannot tame the lions and shut the mouth. But he had to cross the line. You cannot shut the mouths of those who are trying to hurt you. you got to cross the line. With Moses, the sea. You want to see you through where a way through where it's impossible, then you've got to cross the line. David cannot be a giant. David says this in the passage, today the Lord will deliver you into my hands. That's what David says. Everyone thinks David did it. David gives all the credit to God. Today, God is going to take care of you. David had to cross the line. You want to defeat giants in your life? Things that are too big, impossible, you're going to have to cross the line. Ezekiel, just a man who was asked to do the impossible, He had to cross the line to fulfill the calling of God. What a calling to have. Lie on one side for 390 days. When we're called by God, it's tough. Anyone been called by God? Called into things to do that God asks you to do? It's not easy. And what you realize is as you start stepping out thinking, yes, I've been called by God. You're skipping along. Called by God, I've been called by God, I've been called by God, I've been called, and then you're like, I've been called by God, I've been called by God. Why did He call me? Why did I answer? <laughs> Why? There's a point where we got to cross the line, because there's a point where we can be like doing it in our own strength, and we've got to cross the line. We have to cross the line. There's a point. There's a point where we got to cross it. It's the irony of the passage I've just read out is the first part. Part one is do not cross the line. Have you noticed? Do not cross the line. You do not need to be tempted. Yeah, you say no to the temptation. Do not cross the line. But part two is cross this line. You are meant to face more than you can handle because this is where you stop. And faith begins. And that is where the line is. You are meant to cross the line into faith and trust in God. You stop. Faith begins. Cross the line. How many of us stumble around with our own energy, efforts, power, Trying to make it work. Trying to make it happen. Trying to get there. And suddenly we're in a situation where we can't bear it. We can't handle what we're in. That is where God wants you. Because this is when he can take over. This is when you can say, do you know what? I tried it. It really didn't work. I need to cross the line. Cross the line. Cross the line into faith. Do you know Jesus had to go through this too? Matthew 26, verse 37. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and they began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. And he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face, and he prayed, saying, "Oh." My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass on me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, what could you not watch me for one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time he went away and he prayed, oh, my father. If this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. Jesus, as a man, got to the point where he couldn't handle it. And he went to the Father and he said, can you take this? But not my will, your will. And Jesus went through with the will of the Father. He was able to do exceedingly abundantly above what no man is ever going to be able to ever do. Why? Because he committed his life into the will of the Father. I know what's coming. He knew that separation from the Father was coming. And he says, is there any other way? Is there any other way? But not my will, your will. This is the line that we need to cross. When we're in distress. In another passage, it says Jesus sweat blood. When we're in distress... When we're struggling. When we've gone to the point where we can't handle it anymore. That isn't the time when we quit. That's the time when we cross the line. And we cross the line into faith. And into trust. Your way don't work. Your way is going to get you to quit. Get across the line into faith. Get across the line into trust. Trust the Lord. Do you know you're all people, If you put your hand up if you've given your life to Jesus. You have all crossed the line. You had to. You had to cross the line from you, doing you, And messing up. To crossing a line. Into trusting and believing. In the Lord. You had to. You've already done it. But we have to continually do it. In our walk with God. And there will be things in your life. Where there's things where you're like. Yeah I just trusted God. And there's other things where you're like. But not with that. And it's time to let. God, come into your life in a potent way that enables him to be the one that will take you on from the point where you end and he begins. There will be people here today and God is calling you to cross the line away from your life you are living now into a relationship with him. He's calling you to come to him by faith, to cross the line today. There are people here today, you haven't made that decision to follow Jesus, you haven't made that decision to step in, but you've tried it your way and it's more than you can handle. And I just want to let you know, I know it's more than you can handle because that's what life without Jesus is like. It, it's, none of us can handle it. None of us can cope. None of us can survive. But we all need to cross the line. And there are people here today where you maybe haven't made that decision, but God wants to give you the opportunity today to cross the line into a relationship with him. And you do that by crossing the line by faith. You trust him. You give him your life. And you say, God, I don't know if you're the answer, but I'm going to trust you with my life. I've tried it my way, and it doesn't work. So can everyone just stand? And I want to give people the chance to do that. I want to give people the chance here today. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, and, and you know that you need to cross the line into a relationship with him, um, then I want to give that opportunity. So I'm going to pray a very simple prayer. We're going to pray. And if you're here right now and, um, and you know that it's your time to cross the line into a relationship with God, then this is your chance. And we're going to do it simply for a prayer. People in this room that believe will pray with you. You will not be on your own. But I do encourage you to pray this out loud wherever you are. Let God know that you mean business with him. And I promise you he will come into your life and you will never be the same again. So if you're here today, maybe someone invited you to church. Maybe someone said there's a free cup of coffee at the end. And there is. Okay, but... but Maybe you came for the wrong reasons, I don't know. But it's okay. Loads of people come to church for the wrong reasons and they end up leaving for the right reasons. And so if you're here today and you know that something's pounding and you know something's going on with your heart and something's happening in your stomach and you're like, I I, I didn't know this was going to happen. It's because the Holy Spirit is uh, working on you right now and he's saying, come on, come home. I'm calling you home. I'm calling you to cross that line. Trust me with your life. So can we all just shut our eyes and we're just going to pray this prayer together. Just repeat after me. Father God, please forgive me for ignoring you and doing things my way. I choose today to turn from my old way of living and now want to live a life following your Bible. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross and defeating death that I could have eternal life. I call on your name and I ask, please come into my life that I would be saved. And Holy Spirit, I ask, will you come and fill me that I would never be the same again? Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, when you do something really brave, I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, just put your hand in the air. One, two, three three. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And if you're with someone, if you, someone's brought you and you're just a bit scared to put your hand in the air, just give them a nudge in the ribs and say, I, I did. I prayed that prayer. And they will pray with you. Someone will come and bring you just a Bible. So um, just let, if, if you're with someone, just let them know that someone's prayed the prayer and they'll come and bring you a Bible. If someone prayed the prayer of salvation, that's it. Praise God for salvation in this house today. Amen. Praise God. I, I just want to encourage those that have just made that step to just say, um, you've crossed the line into faith and you're never going to be the same again. God is going to move in your life. What you couldn't handle, God's going to bring you through. Okay. Now, I want to make a bit of space. I want to make a bit of time for prayer for everyone else because this message is powerful. This message is powerful. There's stuff in here today that people needed to hear, and that is about temptation, but it's also about relieving the condemnation that maybe has been put on you that's maybe made you feel that you failed as a Christian because you couldn't handle it. And if you've been told that and you failed and you feel like, I should have handled it, God. I was told I could handle it. God said, no, you were never meant to handle it. You were meant to cross over And you were meant to believe and trust in me by faith that I could take you through it. God brought them through the sea. God shut the mouth of the lions. God made sure that they could endure the heat in the furnace. God gave Ezekiel the strength to fulfill his calling. This is what we need to do, church. As believers, we can't just keep trying to make it happen ourselves. We have to cross the line. We have to cross the line. There's a line that goes where we end and he begins. And we need to start doing that more in our lives. We need to stop trying to make it happen for ourselves. We need to stop trying to say that I can do it. You need to start believing he can through you, in you. But it's him. It's always him. It will always be him. So there's two 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 groups of people I want to pray for maybe you're here today and you've been saying yes to temptation and giving in and justifying and maybe blaming others but are not acknowledging that you need to be free of this sin and 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 have that power to say no next time the temptation arises so if that's you if you're struggling with sin right now there's no judgment here no one's going to ask you what the problem is unless you want to tell them but if you're struggling with saying no to something right now and you know that you just need someone to pray with you to to for God to come and move in you in a way that enables you to have the strength in him to say no next time temptation arises would you just come forward now be brave and just come forward Lord I'm just gonna do something very simple i'm gonna I couldn't find any tape so I've found an extension lead okay so I'm gonna just do a line so If you stand, if you're, uh, don't trip over it, please. I'll get in trouble. If you're, um, if you need to cross the line, stand this side. Everyone come up. Everyone that stood, just come forward. We're just going to do something really simple. And you're just going to make a declaration before God. No one needs to know it. God knows what it is you need to trust him with. And this, this little orange lead is going to be the most powerful thing in the whole world. No, it's not really. It's just an orange lead. But your obedience to just say to God, I'm going to trust you with this thing. Just as um, just as Joab needs to do it, do you? No, he doesn't need Okay. Okay. Before you're coming to cross the line, what is it you need to do? No, joke. <laughs> So if this is you, job's gonna just put a bit of music, I'm sure. Actually let's just do something cool. Like there must be something we can play in there. Something something like this is a this is a moment to say I'm trusting God. What's that? We've got a song. Yeah. Waymaker, they they the people have spoken. Okay, there we go, right. <laughs> Look at all these people. It's so cool. <laughs> Just cross the line. But cross the line. Don't do it just as like a it's not like a this line. This is just our lead. Literally it got out of the cupboard. The lead is not magic. Okay, it's not magic. What is is your obedience to God. Your obedience to God is what will change things. Your choice to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave me behind and I'm gonna cross the line into trusting God. I'm gonna cross the line into to putting my faith in God for my life, for my situation, whatever it may be, your career. Could be anything. Your relationships, you're gonna cross the line. So the guy, these guys are gonna gonna sing out. let's move them again. Okay, okay. Go. Go. go on, manage. Lead them through like Manager. Go on you. can jump, skip, do a twirl. We make a miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness, thank you Lord Father, we just pray for everyone that's jumping over these lines right now God crossing the line into faith crossing the line into trust Lord that they're choosing you over them they're choosing to let go Lord of what was and trust you with their lives I praise you for this God I thank you for this God you are mighty and you are holy God thank you Jesus thank you Lord Amen. amen 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 to everyone amen we make cross the line work, cross the line God you will have darkness, more than you can handle god, that's that why, why we need to cross the line praise God we make miracle work, promise, keep light in the darkness my god that is who you are.